With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. I could do the beard thing on this all day. <laughs> Chewy Darso. Hi. And Ryan James. Oh, boy. Uh, special guest today is Graham T. Mason. Hello. I was really hoping you are just going to do a beard rub <laughs> instead of a hello. There it is. See, oh. that just goes all the way into your neck. That's <laughs> perfect. Knowing Graham, it probably could go down his chest. Yeah, yep. The whole thing just connects. And then it's going to end someplace really interesting. Graham, <laughs> <laughs> stop fucking our microphone. <laughs> that tickles. <laughs> uh, okay, so we are uh, we are back from our, our week off. I know you guys didn't have a week off, you listeners, because we recorded two at the same time. But yeah. we haven't seen each other in a little bit of time. So we're going to do a little quick, where have you been doing? Um, just a quick disclaimer. I'm sure many of you are expecting John and I to talk about Mass Effect Andromeda, but we have agreed to not talk about it so we don't ruin the game for each other. We have just embargoed ourselves. Yes. It was painful. Yeah. Once we are both done with it, we might talk about it at that point. But until then, we, we look to forward wait. to the Iron Curtain being lifted. Yes. We'll have to wait. Uh, That's so not the term. I will go first, and uh, I have a feeling Ryan might have the same thing. Uh, I've been watching Iron Fist. I'm not done with it, though. He might be. You are, right? I am done with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I will t- I will say this much about it, and I'll move along quite quickly. I think it is a decent show. I don't think it's nearly as bad as the reviews have made it out to be. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, they are really raking it over the coals. It does not deserve that at all. But then again, I also like Batman vs. Superman, so what do my taste mean? <laughs> um, Says the guy who... <laughs> my motivation to watch the show really went down when he told me that um, What's-His-Face doesn't know any martial arts. Yeah, he clearly doesn't. I mean, the thing is... Finn Jones. Yeah, Finn Jones. And the, the, the problem with it is that you can tell that he tries. Like, it felt like he was... Yeah, he but was if cast... you're watching something and be like, oh, look at him try. Yeah, and that's I mean, the that's pro- not a good way to watch a show. And he mm-hmm. gets better i can tell through the season like as the first the very first fight sequence is like comically bad it feels like the beginning of um mortal Kombat when you're watching uh uh fuck is his name um johnny cage i was gonna Uh, say luke yeah that's not right oh the character's name yeah yeah, 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 when you're watching johnny cage like in his fake movie fight and goes this is the part where you fall down that's how the first fight feels for me in Iron Fist, <laughs> where like he's barely moving, like kind of like making motions of martial arts, but like a child would near a tree playing with like, I have friends, look at me go, hi let's, let's be real, that's me, Hi-ya. that's me. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's but you have all the professional us. stuntmen around him who are acting like they're getting hit by a martial artist. So you have him kind of faintly moving, and then everyone else is like, ow, oh, oh. God, why? <laughs> oh, you're so, so strong. Okay. Yeah. So what I should do is think like watch this with the same mentality i watch power rangers yeah uh the beginning absolutely that would help yeah okay. uh that's it for me i'm not sure about right sure yeah i wasn't gonna talk about that i went and saw life last night so i had something different to talk about mm-hmm. um i loved it uh going in wanting like just another iteration uh an updated you know version of the like trapped alone in space with an alien story and it delivered all of that if you're going in expecting like some mind-blowing revelations like Venom, um, or yeah, no, it's not Venom related. <laughs> turns out, if you're going expecting Ooh. something like Interstellar, you're not going to get it. It's much it, campier than that. Is it as good as the episode of Cowboy Bebop where they're stuck in the ship with the alien that keeps knocking them all out? No, nothing is as good as Cowboy Bebop. Fair point. Mm. Well, <laughs> but it's cool that this movie came out when it generally doesn't. Like I, this, 
It, no, it is cool when movies come out. I mean, movies come out all the time. No, but like but yeah. this movie has never come out before, Brian. Fair point. <laughs> they, no, no, that makes they sense. They would have made a Venom movie instead. Like, this is just not a Venom movie. It's its own thing. It's oh, more, yeah. It's campier. Somebody wrote an original script, yeah. An original script, a campier sci-fi story that's not tied to anything. Yeah. It's like, I don't see a lot of that. And, and it's I like genre good. like this. I like... And you're going to continue not seeing it, seeing that it's failing horribly. Yeah, the well, thing is, a lot of people don't go to those movies right. anymore. Yeah, sucks. It, it was probably really expensive, and I know a lot of the science was very well grounded, which is great. They had NASA oh, wow. doctors on and oh, scientists that's, that's even cooler. on staff, so like, down to the biology of the alien creature is plausible. That's mm. cool. You really want to see this? That sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Even if it's not like the most, be- even if it's not the best movie ever, it can still be good. Absolutely. People are way too into their hot and cold on stuff anymore. I know. I just want to be. I just no, be, I'm not. You're wrong. I want to <laughs> be lukewarm on a thing. You know, I just want to be okay with it. I've done that for many things. Chewy, that was really weird timing. <laughs> I I've been middle of, middle of the road on a lot of stuff. Wife, <laughs> I don't know how to feel right now. Looks like I'm sleeping on the couch again. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to say, Chewy, it's your turn. <laughs> I've heard that before. Have you ever <laughs> I quit. <laughs> and thank you all for joining us. Uh, here lies our last <laughs> ever episode. Here lies Brian is lukewarm, but <laughs> yeah. it's my turn. <laughs> Hey, Chewie, where have you been doing? <laughs> um, I finally started watching Legion. I only got through the first episode, um, which is too bad because I immediately wanted to watch the rest of the series, but I had to go to bed because of work. But hey, I'm unemployed now, so woo, I get to watch it all this next week. That's fun employed. I'm fun employed, but uh, so I really enjoy Legion. Uh, like I was saying to Brian, you guys don't care, uh, <laughs> yesterday... No, I never care what you're talking about. It was just the listeners. They don't care so, what I did yesterday. Oh. Um, it makes a lot of bold choices in the design, the way they shoot it, the way they tell the story, and the sound. And it's just... Watching a Marvel property that's definitely... This is definitely not being directed by the Disney crew. Right. It's so refreshing. I'm just so excited to find to watch this. Like I. It's uh, Noah, Noah Hawley, isn't it? Who... Who's running the show on that one? Honestly, I didn't even look that up. I went in this pretty blind. All I knew that it was about Legion from the X Men. Yeah, and it's to me, it seems like a very ambiguous time. Like we don't really get a good idea of where the what time it's set in. Yeah, it's just set in its own universe. Ryan's agreeing with me on everything. and it's yep. just super refreshing. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend to see it if you haven't watched it yet, because if you've been getting bored with the way that Marvel's been going because yep. they've mm-hmm. pretty much been going the same way this whole time. Uh-huh. We have something new to watch <laughs> and a new new way to see the story happen. And yeah, it's uh-huh. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. What am and I? Not, not enjoying all these uh-huhs. <laughs> what is this, NPR? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> One of my favorite things about it is that it doesn't remind you constantly that it's a Marvel thing. Like It could stand on its own and once per episode, maybe they're like, hey, remember this term from comic books? Or Mutants! Yeah. They, they I don't remember. go, Cyclops? Right. I don't, did they, do you watch the first episode? I've seen four now, yeah. 
I don't think they even mentioned mutants once in the first episode. They don't really talk about it. Sometimes they'll talk about like powers and they bring up like uh, names and places that you recognize yeah, from there, the Marvel there's Universe. There's no allusion to cool. X-Men really at all. No. Oh, there's awesome. no allusion to No mutants. Gambit? No, no Gambit. I mean, Aubrey Plaza. There is a said, deck of cards yeah. in every shot, yeah. though. But said no, Fox. All the- Always. No, no Gambit. <laughs> okay, we'll give you a shot, but we're not going to give you any money for it. Maybe they just can't find somebody to do the Cajun accent. Because nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> it's made up for the, for the comic book. No, I mean, really, when Cajun Josh accent. Holloway said, no, I don't want to do it, Fox just went, well, then there's nobody. All right. <laughs> I Chan- still think Channing Tatum would have been Tatum. great. I'm Channing Tatum, and I really want to do it. And I was born there. I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> I don't believe you. Or, is your name Josh Holloway? Well, no, it's Channing. Get the fuck out! <laughs> Get out of here, Channing Tatum. <laughs> That's your review of Legion. Get out of here, Channing Tatum. <laughs> I really sum it up in, in a couple words. But yeah, like I, like I was saying, I highly recommend to watch Legion. I'm very excited to watch the rest of the series. And yeah, hot damn. It's good. There's a pterodactyl outside. <laughs> it's been circling above other end. That is also in the X-Men at one point, but that's not supposed to be here. That's in the other. I forgot the name. The Savage Lands. The Savage Lands. Uh, Graham, what about you? What have you been doing? So I have now finished the American Office. No, that, I, that's not a comic book. Start try again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's not nerdy. But that was the thing I was talking about last time with Death Voice. <clears throat> oh, I forgot about Death Voice. I certainly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I finished uh, English Office, American Office, and then uh, now I'm moving into Parks and Rec. So now I'm in like middle of season two. First time? first time oh it's so good yeah it, i it, kind of uh, missed a lot of these you know this and like 30 rock and all this other stuff so yeah, oh, you were yeah. working in college while the rest of us were sitting on couches <laughs> i was working in college yeah but like i remember like brad and i sitting on our couch going this is the greatest show ever graham you want to watch and graham's like putting on a backpack and like carrying a bunch of shit He's like no i'm gonna go shoot stuff <laughs> i'm going to make a movie that no one will ever see and it's really really terrible and i'm kind of depressed about it but it's my job <laughs> Um, so I, I think the nice thing between those two shows, the office, the American office starts um, tapering off like maybe five seasons in like and then they had re- a couple groaners. Parks and Rec stays really seasons. strong, you know, until just up till the very end, pretty much. Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying like the first season was kind of like, OK, let's just kind of get through this. Yeah, it's, it's really like just six like six or eight episodes. Or yeah, something. First first season really, I, of Parks and Rec is just them figuring it out. Yeah. yeah and totally. it's, it's a lot of like, well, we came over from the office mm. <laughs> And so uh, we, let's make the office in Indiana. Yeah. Right? And yeah. yeah. And then they figure, they figure it out. out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As soon as they hit season two, right out of the gate with the marrying the gay penguins. Yeah. Like they, they, just, <laughs> they just come out of the gate swinging like, oh, no, we're one of the funniest shows on TV. Yeah. yeah. We, we just had to get that out of our system. Yeah. No, it's really Why it's did you really do that? Funny. Because it was cute. <laughs> it was really cute. It was, it was really cute. cute. But you're liking it? Yeah. No, it's, it's really funny. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. I just, you know. Uh, I think uh, April and Andy just got married in the last episode that I watched. Oh. That's not season two. You're a little bit farther on. I'm pretty. Too. No, it's actually rather soon after they start dating. I forget. I think it's April a, and it, Andy? No, they they don't even get together till the end of season two. I'm even You're in season three. three. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Season three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We just watched this. So otherwise, well, I powered happen. through it, so I lost track of which season I was on. Yeah. It all blends Apparently together so when I. you watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good show in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It really connects itself yeah. each season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's really, yeah. it's really yeah. funny. It's really starting to hit its stride now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. As soon as Andy yeah. becomes like a staple, it really works. He's so funny. Yeah. When you get done with season four, go back and watch the bloopers. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's he's, one. He's Ki- dirty. There's one Kim Kardashian joke that's one of the funniest things I've ever fucking heard. Um, <laughs> I think I said. And I don't want to spoil it for you. It's they're, they're, the bloopers are so funny. They they're almost funnier than the show, and that's tough to do. But you need to watch them. Yeah. Jeez. Um, John, what about you? Where have you been doing? Not Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw, I had a little bit of time just to myself as uh, Jandy and Karina were out, so I saw It Follows on Netflix. I oh, wow. love that movie. It was really good. I just had like I had two hours, two, three hours to spare just in front of the TV, and I was like, you know, I'll watch a movie. I don't yeah. do enough of that. So I threw that on, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. We, I yeah. Still, I'm so happy. The past like five, six years for horror movies have just been fantastic. And this year... The big one comes out next month. It comes at night. I'm very excited for it. It looks mm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, we should probably get started on today's battle. No. Don't you think? Eh. Wait, we didn't just finish? Um, well, today's battle is coming in celebration-ish of the Ghost in the Shell remake. Uh, are we celebrating that? I said ish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are recognizing it. Yeah, we are recognizing that it is coming out. Ah. Uh, I, I am so mixed on the movie. I'm definitely going Ugh. to see it. I know uh, Chewie will see it with me because I'm making her. And I think we're probably the only two around the table. I'm making me. Is that here today? Um, yes. The the OG? There yes. it is. Yeah, that is here on the is. table today. Absolutely. Uh, it's interesting hearing people talk about it, including like the animators and the writers and the directors who are all on set for the entire thing saying, no, it's it's decent. Like We actually all approve of it. <laughs> So, decent yeah but the question decent. is did they did they all say that they had fun making it because there's a formula well, that... they didn't make it they just were on set okay. a lot yeah okay. so they were just witnessing it but now like yeah in the, front of their faces. the, the people yeah. who were ma- making right. it the did more they have fun, fun you have the, the worse it is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't i honestly don't know but okay. I, the thing is i like scarlett johansson i think she's a good lead so I, i'm interested enough to watch it so at that point or this point i should say ryan is now the host of this episode ryan are you ready to be the host of this battle? Yes. Battle, battle. Judge. Do you want me to run your timer for you? I have it right uh, here. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's my... I don't... I'm not timed. No, you're not. I am. I can... And the rest of the table is. Are you going to go first? Uh, that's up to you. Do you want to talk about anime real quick? Uh, sure. I, I will talk about our episode and our choices a little bit. We'll go around and just kind of say really, 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 really short what they are and why you picked them. Uh, the interesting thing about the choices around the table is that usually when we do our battles, we have a very wide array of quality to not quality of straight up garbage sometimes. Yeah. No, I'm very <laughs> and, excited for and today. Today, all four of these movies, if you look at a top 10 anime films of all time, most of these will be in the top five. We might have yeah. picked four out of the top five. Like they yeah, are just heavy fucking hitters. The only one that isn't quite there is John's point is John's pick. And I think that's just because it's a little newer than the other ones. But if you look at other lists, it's still way, way up there. I mean, it's Satoshi it's Kong. Fair, it's yeah, it's a solid choice. I think yeah. Evangelion is the only one that's here that's not here that I would have heard of. To to preface this a little bit, I uh, I've been aware of anime since high school. For whatever reason, my high school had a Japanese program, and a bunch of my friends were in it and got really into anime. And it cool. just never did anything for me except for Pokemon. And I'm wearing a Pikachu hat right now to represent <laughs> that. Uh, I was way into it as a kid in high school. Never uh, cared about um, Dragon Ball Z, which is kind of most people's gateway anime. Dragon Ball is way better than Dragon Ball Z, by the way. In my Nerd! Dragon Ball know. is Wait, fun a difference? and things happen. Yeah, I'm on Graham's side with that. I have no <laughs> guys, idea. Dragon Ball guys, Z guys, guys. is just a bunch of bros blowing up islands. Guys, what about GT, though? I mean, like, oh. mm, I, I don't know any of this. I don't know what any Dragon! of this means. No, I don't know what that I means. I can go get Dragon Ball for you later. And you... It's over 9,000! <laughs> I've heard that on the internet. <laughs> so you were saying, right? Yeah. Um, 
in college, I did uh, end up watching Cowboy Bebop and mm. um, Samurai Champloo, the like, spiritual successor to it. Yes. Which, and by the way, Ryan banned, I banned Cowboy those Bebop. because yeah. I know yeah. that they're so good. And I almost like I've tried uh, Ghost in the Shell and I've tried Evangelion and neither one of them and Trigun as well. None of them hooked me in long enough to watch more than 30 hmm. minutes so for, for ghost in the shell the movies or the series i'm not sure to be honest with I you i enjoyed the series i liked the robot uh, uh, series is great yeah spider uh, robot. so i you should watch fma i think you'd like it but there's all sorts of stuff that i should watch and that's kind of the point of the episode today yeah. but like, as far as like animes that everyone's always told me that i should watch they're all at the table today yes yeah it's gonna be an interesting crop because really there are no losers today except for the people who lose right uh <laughs> except for four of you <laughs> Well, three of three, us. Three, three, yeah. So you all have a very uh, well, long road ahead movie, of you, there's a lot of proving losers. why yours is the top of the top. According to your movie, fucking everyone's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, so Ryan, I'll let you pick. Who's going first? So it's uh, five to five to argue. state your case. Yep. Five to argue. Cool. I'm gonna make a new. Are you doing a quick mm. intro, like naming? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah. that's what we're gonna do while he's getting his time ready. So I chose uh, the 1988 classic Akira, and I chose it because it's the best anime ever made. Uh, John, what about you? I chose uh, the 2007 or 2006, depending on if you're looking on the internet or Netflix, uh, <laughs> Paprika, which I think is the best one because I really loved it. It is really good. I chose the original Ghost in the Shell because, well, it is just the best. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you not hear nothing. my argument a second ago? <laughs> well, no, because I couldn't hear you over the Over the ghost of, in your shell? Yeah. <laughs> It was a whisper in my ghost that told me Ghost in the Shell is the best movie. So you're saying you're the ghost with the most. <laughs> yes. Yes. Adamantly yes. Uh, Chewy? Well, I chose a movie that is having its uh, 20th anniversary this year. Already did that. Yeah. Whatever. Been there, done mine, that. Mine already done that, yeah. But it can't drink yet. Well, mine just turned 20 this year. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Very good film. Has a lot of deep things to say about humanity and the planet. Which certainly does. I think I think all animes do. I don't think mine does. No, there's some I, anime I'm that's kidding. just mine about fetish. It's <laughs> like, I, there, can, dude, yeah. uh, dude, there's a lot of anime purpose. that's just tits and ass. You can't say that all anime is deep. That's called hinta. No, no, dude. Uh, hentai? There's yeah, I was so many not non-hentai. That's called that's all. Which also is a nice non-permanent tattoo. Uh, okay, we're going to go in chronological <laughs> order. Akira's up first. Go. Oof. Uh, okay, so I didn't even have my notes out. You just started my timer. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. so you're the one who told me to go. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I did <laughs> go, not. go, go, I go. Mean, I'm just wasting time at this point. Okay, so my movie takes place 30 years after World War Three. It's a very like cyberpunk, uh, neo new world sort of thing, and it takes place in this um, kind of destroyed Tokyo, and it's called Neo Tokyo. And uh, it's these group of like uh, teenage biker gangs who these kids and like these like. Um, school but they don't want to go to school they don't want anything to do they're too cool for you and these are your main characters and it's um Kanada and Tatsu are the two main guys Tatsu is the younger of the two and he's always kind of been like the the second to Canada um I'm gonna go full American on these pronunciations because otherwise it's gonna take too long <laughs> to talk about it so Canada and Tatsu uh <laughs> I'm very sorry anime fans Canada <laughs> um you literally just so, wasted the amount of time that it would take you to pronounce it right yes uh so one night while they're fighting the rival gang, the clowns, uh, basically Tato gets in an accident with a kid who's escaped from like a mental facility. Uh, and then he gets basically taken into that mental facility because he was connected to the thing. And he is unearthed to have these very, very huge 
crazy powers, like only rivaled by the guy who may or may not have started World War III, Akira. So they say he is the next Akira. And as he wakes up, his powers just start going fucking crazy. And he just can destroy anything at like the at his own whim. He can do anything he wants, and it's just it's a terrifying power. And for a guy who's always played second fiddle to the guy in charge, it becomes this whole mind game of like, no, now I'm the one in charge. And they are very tight, Canada and Tatsu. So as they get to this point of Tatsuo starts going crazy, Canada's like, no, if anyone's going to take him out for going crazy, it's on me. So it becomes this wonderful movie of just, uh, it's all about relationships of these two guys who basically are both orphans. They neither one had family, they had each other. But because they grew up in this gang and this sort of stuff, the one always had to listen to the other and it just became this a rift between them that like Canada didn't know was there, but Tatsu always felt it. And now that he feels that he can do it, he just starts going drunk with power and crazy. And it becomes this kind of horrible thing to watch as you're watching the, the one guy being forced to kill his best friend and in turn his brother and his brother being totally cool with it until he kind of realizes at one point that he is going nuts. And then he's basically begging Canada to kill him and it's this horribly distraught and tough thing to watch. But beyond all of that, which is the main plot of the movie, you have really what people argue is the reason why people like anime. Like, this is the thing that brought anime to the West. It's the thing that made people really want anime in their culture. It's really what made it that big. And it's both because of the movie and the manga it came from. And it's just... The main reason is, I think, because of that heartfelt story, but it's be also because it's just fucking beautiful. Like, it is one of the most well-animated films of all time. Uh, the opening sequence, both the music's great, and then you have this awesome motorcycle chase, and the way they animate it with the taillights, and if, I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but as they're, like, flying through the streets, they have these long taillights that kind of go after them that show, like, how fast and cool they're moving. And it's just this, like, really visual and, like, grabbing look uh, that I would say is far stronger than anything on the table because it will always stand out to me. Like the, everything else I've kind of seen before Whereas this one before this point, you'd never really seen it done this well or this like vibrant and like exciting. And it just like everything just kind of crackles off the screen as it's going. And it's just amazing. So you have a movie that's not only one of the best animes of all time, if not the best anime of all time, it's also one of the best sci-fi films of all time. And if you look at any, like if you're looking at lists, which I don't necessarily always agree with, it's usually on list of both anime and sci-fi because it just tells us amazingly cool sci-fi story uh, with all the stuff that in five minutes I can't do justice, but it has special powers. It has a group of kids that also have special powers. You have Akira who went crazy and then he got basically dismantled and they couldn't figure out what to do with him because they couldn't, they basically just condense him into jars and they bury him <laughs> deep underground. Cause like we can't let this fucker get out again. Cause he could destroy the planet with the blink of his eye. And the only way you can stop Tatsu is by waking him up, which they have to do. And he just kind of shows up and he just stands there. He's like, hey, I'm going to blow up the whole city now. And he just starts blowing up the whole city because <laughs> he can. And it's like, it's this like horrifying, like, look at like untapped power. Like what can happen if you have no restrictions on it whatsoever. And like, it even comes down to if you watch the okay dubbing, which I think is a problem of everyone on the table today. But uh, I will say this, you are a fan of Cowboy Bebop. The girl who does Faye does one of the voices in this. Um, oh, plain to the judge. Hell yeah. Uh, but like the, I will say this before people start getting into me. The, the really cool thing in there is that they say the power is so great that he's basically creating a new universe on top of our own. Like that's the amount of energy in these characters. 
So they're gods. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. They say that. Okay. I mean, gods is kind of a big theme today. So it, <laughs> it sounds like a pretty badass uh, uh, story of two brothers who have to fight <clears throat> each other and they ultimately have to wake up the stronger evil to fight the evil and it's all like a big fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's um, great. How do they... I mean, a lot of times... Uh, I have an issue when the when characters are too strong. Did you set another timer? Yeah, and it ends up just being like fireballs from hands shooting at each other and turning into like this giant just uh, beam of bright lights and does explosions. not happen. Does not do that once. Cool. It's more so like mind games. Like they kind of look at each other and you can kind of see like the ripple of like force like going through the earth like and then hitting them. That yeah. Cool. Thing. Classic. Uh, yeah, it works. And it's also like you get to see like uh, as Tato kind of goes crazy, he starts like dressing crazy because he thinks it's cool. Like right. he, like he has like this red fabric he finds. Like I'm gonna wear a cape now and just throws a cape on. He's like ah, and it's very classic Sounds anime. Fun. Everyone does feel cooler in a cape. Does anyone have any yeah, arguments against Akira? Um, uh, good luck. <laughs> this is the hard part about it's today. Old. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, I mean, old. Well, you have you have smell vision. <laughs> no, he's uh, just talking about my personal DVD copy. Oh, oh yeah, I mean it, it is kind of damage. <laughs> it is kind of rank. It's play. It's teased me a lot with adaptations for the American audience. I think that's great. That's the one thing it can beat out Graham's movie taste. is that it's too tough to to remake. Um, crap. Uh, there's yeah. not very many female characters. It's really it's all boys. Kai is uh or Kay is definitely a female character and she's incredibly important to the story. She's the one that ends up getting just she becomes crushed to death, right? No. Wait. Kay becomes a superhero at the end of the movie, which I just didn't have time to get in everything. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff. It's been a long time since I actually yeah, rewatched it. She this also movie. gets powers at the oh. end of the movie and they say I just remember the one girl who really liked what's his face and then he Tato. Yeah, he ends up crushing her to death with his own blob of a body. She uh she does survive that, but yeah, he Does she? Because yeah. all I remember is a squirt of blood and going, Oh god, that's an awful way to die. Oh maybe she didn't survive it. I thought she did. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound uh, very good for her though. <laughs> Uh, it's not a good start to a relationship. Um, <laughs> so I have a More question. Of an end, really. I, really, yeah. <laughs> I should rewatch. I yes. know that you said this is really important to bringing anime to the Western culture, which mm. I I believe you because I think that's yeah. pretty Before true. Before this, but... we had Astro Boy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> how is Speed Racer? <laughs> how is this important to Japanese culture? Um, I mean, basically, because it is kind of a comment on like the whole getting bombed thing, uh, mm. and it's kind of the whole. When they say that it started World War Three, it's no, you bombed yourselves, and I think that's kind of a. It, I mean, I'm reading into this as an American. I could be dead wrong, but it's kind of the whole like maybe we get a little too drunk with our own power sort of thing. Um, that's kind of a theme I took from it. Like I said, I'm very American looking at this movie, so I could be completely off. But that's kind of like the sort of thing that I got from it. Like if you don't control yourselves, you will be basically your own end. That's really good. Um, and I think that's the movie, because that's Tato's character entirely. He cannot figure out how to control his own powers. And then by the end of the movie, he becomes literally a blob of power. Right. And that's uh, following in Akira's footsteps. Cute. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's really gross looking. It is horribly gross looking. And then they later copy it in South Park, and it's hilarious when it's <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> I, I do remember that episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember which episode it is. There's a lot of I, it's the one with the Terminator in it, if you remember uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've uh, we've got about a minute left. Anyone else have any comments on Akira? They yell a lot. Mm-hmm. Welcome to anime. Do you watch See, it? Did you watch <laughs> it? Uh, I have to be Japanese. honest. I have fallen asleep watching this movie. What? It is long. It, it is, is long. It is There's long. A lot, There's that a lot is, to chew on. It's brooding. Like but if you're I, not, if you, if you're going. But here's like, my here's my thing against that is that it is legit sci-fi. 
And yeah. sometimes legit sci-fi can get a little boring if you watch it late at night. Most like, of the time, dude, legit when I watch sci-fi. anime, yeah. all I want to see is flashy girls with under upskirt photos and just people flying all over the place. Good this thing you chose sucks. Princess Mononoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that trying to bring your all movie down. I'm trying to bring your movie down. <laughs> hey, actually, my movie does have that. Yeah, yours does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, my movie doesn't need that. It stands on its own. It doesn't need those bullshit anime tropes. It can be its own amazing sci-fi movie big eyes and big boobs yeah, it doesn't none need of that action. it doesn't yeah, need well. it all right i think we're talking in circles i'm gonna cut yeah. off this last 30 seconds you that's fine with me they go onto your score at the end <laughs> tiebreakers <laughs> go to the remaining time <laughs> boom <laughs> next up in the order will be ghost in the shell graham all right so ghost in the shell came out in 1995 um in this we follow major uh and her uh crack team section nine uh, and they're like a military cyber police. And so this is obviously in the future, similar to Akira, but this is kind of a successful uh, area. I think I think it's Tokyo, to be specific, but I don't. I think it's just generic town. Um, Set in generic town. You're off to a good start. <laughs> generic town, Japan. Um, I could be totally wrong with that, but anyways. They got things written on their walls. Um and yeah so this is a a pretty accurate like the the incredible thing about this and the manga and everything else about it is the incredible accuracy of this potential future um with cybernetic uh parts basically people just replacing you know their human parts with cybernetic parts just because they can right because they have the technology um and so now you have people replacing entire cybernetic bodies and then just placing their human brains in them and so basically they can live forever. And so now, obviously, now you have, you know, this and cybernetic brains. And so, of course, with hackers and stuff like this, you have people hacking into other people's brains um, and using them to, you know, do crime. And so this is the whole um, plot of this and the rest of this movie and all the other movies and the rest of the series. Um, So we follow Major and Section 9, as in this one, they're trying to follow the Puppet Master. The puppet master is doing exactly that. He is act, you know, very well uh, hacking people um, and using them to basically copy himself um, and cr- and just uh, try to make a new type of being. And so throughout this entire movie, it's ki- it, it really asks a lot of questions of what is a human soul versus what they call a ghost. Right. So a, a ghost is, is that an AI? Is that artificial that actually lives inside of a, an artificial intelligent body, a cybernetic body? Like what, where is that point? You know, how do we actually define what is alive? And so throughout the, the whole movie with, you know, all the technology and all, you know, the beautiful images and, you know, all of, and this was uh, uh, all hand-drawn as well. Um, and it's, it's an incredible, uh, incredible feat. And so, yeah, I, I love it. Um, so as much as we're following Section 9, we're, we're really interested in watching um, Major's character as she has this amazing character arc of, like, where did she come from? Like, she is um, a soul in a cybernetic body. Something happened to her to where now she is now this and so it's like, how many bodies has she had? How old is she? What 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 is her like? Where where did she come from? What, so know? she was a, a human consciousness. 
right? we believe so yeah at this point it's kind of anonymous mm-hmm. um we like her her past is anonymous um and so yeah so it's like we don't know how old she is but she we she we totally know she's great at fighting crime and killing people mm-hmm. um and then at the end of this she meets the puppet master they actually ca- capture the puppet master and they join right the, the puppet master is a entirely artificial intelligent uh, being that was created by a government and then it just it it broke loose and started hacking um other uh analog people and kind of created itself and so at the end of it it's like it's having this discussion with major of like i can't i'm not alive but i am and so i'm trying to define myself and try to recreate and try to grow into something new. She's like, well, you can just clone yourself. It's like, yeah, clones are clones. But every time an analog person meets another analog person, they create something new, create a child that's different. Both of them are in that body, but it's also something new. I want to become that. So now my entire, you know, my entire life, I've been seeking you to join you to become something new. And so in the final act, right, he, uh, he hacks into her mind and then... That's basically kind of where it ends. Um, hmm. uh, Bato uh, is her, uh, I can't think, co-worker. Uh, partner. Partner. Um, and so, you know, saves her and you know, puts her into a new body, which is a, a child's body. And so you have the final shot is of her in a child's body. It's like, I am not what I was. I am not her and I am not him, but I am something new. And then it's just her look on to uh, the the generic town. Generic town. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, there's so much web to to look into, you know. And it's it's just it's incredible to speak of what is possible. So at the very end, uh, when he goes into her brain, is she a willing participant? She is. Okay. He like talks her into it, right? So he's not raping her, essentially, raping <laughs> her soul. No, no. There's consent. Okay. There's consent because that's part of her journey too. She's like, well, what am I now? Because she's an entirely animatronic. Uh, animatronic. That's not correct. Cyber, cyber, and body. If she looked like so the Chuck E. Cheese mouse, <laughs> it would have been a different yeah. movie. It yeah. strikes me that uh, she can't have children, right? She can't reproduce uh, analog got- anymore, and so now she has to become something new. So how does she do that? And so now with him, they can now become something way bigger it strikes me that it kind of does something that uh her riffs on at the very end when uh scarlett johansson transcends the yeah. the consciousness mm. yeah and becomes the new thing with him so it, like they it's got inspiration mm, yeah. that catches across different genres and different oh, that's why she's in the remake <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a crossover <laughs> oh my god i wish movies I think, would actually do that yeah, i think my, my biggest gripe is maybe more just nitpicky is that this doesn't feel complete of an experience. Um, it asks the questions, kind of gets you there, and then by the end, I know that there's more. So it's like these, more, they, yeah. they, they, there's yeah. more exploration of it, but it doesn't feel um, like that. It doesn't stand on. It doesn't feel like it stands on its, on its own as much as some of the other ideas. That like there's no, still more to explore, I, and that that exploration is a little bit more interesting. It seems like the promise because I haven't. I've only seen this one, so like mm. I didn't continue. So what it's else like, is it there? Sure. It seems there's like a, there's well, more. There's a TV show and there's two another, other movies, yeah. and, and they're all like in continuity, kind of. Okay. Kind, well, yeah. So the movies are kind of 
it's all the same universe. It's right. all the same yeah. characters. All the same everything. But the plots are a little different. Yeah, so like, they'll, they'll they like chase majors the in all master. of like yeah. five minutes of part two. Like okay. maybe even five minutes. Yeah. Well, they're searching her for the whole time. Yeah. It, in the continuation of this, we have no idea where she goes from here. Major yeah. is Scarlett Johansson, the yes. female. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in the TV show, it's her fighting crime, uh-huh. and so they're all chasing um, different characters who are basically uh, just cyber hacking people and different uh different levels of intensity too like the tv show is a lot more lighthearted lighthearted bits but it gets i mean it gets pretty nuts uh the uh was it second gig um no standalone complex um like the tachikomas are really hilarious and fun yeah that's what the I, little robots I like. uh, <laughs> little spiders but the laughing man is quite intense yeah. and the uh individual 11 uh are intense as well it's just people who are so uh inclined and so you know throwing their lives into just the destruction of everything uh and just to prove a point but the whole thing yeah the 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 overlying thing throughout all of it is what is consciousness what is a soul what is a what is a ghost what is artificial and what is analog what is real what is life um and so i agree with you that it doesn't feel finished because i don't think we can ever finish that uh that idea or that conversation but I, i think it definitely stands See, by itself now for the longest time i'd only seen the movie too I, unlike john i eventually kind of sought some of it out most because i lived with you and you told me to um but i still agree like when you look at the movie as a whole i think john's right i i don't think i i see what you're saying where you say like it you can never finish the conversation because once you did what's the fucking point point? Um, yeah my my problem with the movie is though that i feel like even though it sets up these questions that are intentionally unanswerable i don't feel it finishes its story as well as it could have because it, it's not that it's anticlimactic. It's very climatic and it has a very solid ending. But because the ending is just sort of like, yeah, let's just team up and hang out. It's just it feels like, okay, so that wasn't the end of the story then. Well, I, I mean, Section Nine still exists, but like she goes off into like her own discovery of yeah. what of what the whole thing but is it, as this new as this new yeah. Being, but it, it kind of robs you of closure of like you expected to get something for her and instead you just lose her but it doesn't feel like you lost her so it's just this really kind of ambiguous it's kind of missing so a sort of the, anti-end the, the way we're talking about this right now and the, the questions it proposes yeah. and how you lose yourself when you create something new at the very end it kind of sure. sounds like teenagers where they're like oh what is life oh it's so complex oh Growing up is so weird. I don't know if I like it. That is Who kind am of, I? That is Who also, am I? Oh, yeah. I guess I should grow up and have some kids and yeah. uh, settle down. Yeah, That is also kind of the problem I have with the movies. It's really big with like high schoolers are like, this is the most heady thing I've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> chill out, dudes. It's very good. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, you guys are acting like this is like... And, and yeah, it's you're going to You're acting like this is Akira or something. When you're in your 30s, you have to just worry about paychecks. And to be fair, the questions it raises are interesting. But it almost seems like it never makes a, a, a something like it never makes a statement or a thesis about it that I can either disagree with or agree with. It's just like, oh, good question, and I see. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like it's lacking that um, that punctuation. I think that that statement's in there. Speaking of punctuation, yeah, that statement's definitely in there when you look at it as a mass of like a media story. Yeah, yeah. But from just the standalone movie, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the second serious is called standalone complex. <laughs> <laughs> there you go interesting all right next in the order princess mononononononiki oh and my timer is starting yeah. <laughs> right, every this time in- this works on you <laughs> we're doing this intentionally princess mononoke it is a story set in feudal japan 
love how you guys. Whenever I do I that, I you guys always laugh so much. <laughs> I, I love it. Bad. That's why. Like, I love it's it. So good. <laughs> uh, I mean, generic town is better. Our, our, uh, our main character is Ashitaka. Uh, the movie starts uh, in a small, ta- secluded town, um, and there's just something ominous coming towards the town. I'm really bad at saying that word every time I say it. Ominous. 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 But Menomina. So then we're, we're brought to Ashitaka with his gazelle, because I don't remember what it's actually called. Um, and they're like, what the heck's coming towards us? This feels really bad. And then it turns out it is a boar that has turned into a demon because of its rage towards humanity. And it's coming to destroy their town. And immediately you're throwing this uh, gooey, slithery... De- disgusting looking thing is thrown at you that you're just repulsed by immediately and then he has got to fight it and defeat it and save his town he does that but by doing that he gets cursed and so then he's kind of like disowned from his town because he has to leave because he's cursed and even though he's that town's prince so they're really depressed and then he goes on his journey to figure out to meet the forest spirit the only way to get rid of the curse is to meet the forest spirit. So he goes to do that, and to do that, he runs into Iron Town, and then he k- kind of drums into this entire epic between man and earth. Uh, so it's all these gods versus Iron Town, which is trying to rape the earth for its resources and kill all the gods off. So in a weird way, it's really uh, applicable to our time right now, where uh, Iron Town is the conservatives, uh, the Earth, and all the gods are the liberals with Princess Mononoke, and Ashitaka is kind of like the moderate in the middle, going, "Guys, y'all just need to get along and stop fucking everything up." So Princess Mononoke is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> kind of. oh, yeah. There's enough enough Earth for all of us. <laughs> Feel the Mononoke. <laughs> well, Princess Mononoke is raised by the wolf god, Moro. Moro. Mora. Tell me why it's good. There you go. Well, it's it's fantastic because it's beautiful and it's all about the selfishness of man and how they're just like totally just trying to trailblaze forward and be like, this is good for us and it's making us rich and we're totally better off this way. But they're destroying everything around them in order to do that. They're killing lives like just the lives of the forest they're killing gods and they feel totally like self-assured about this they think that this is what they deserve this is what they should be doing and it's just obscene to watch it happening and then to watch like the entire sequence when the other boar tribe comes to try to stop them and they just go right into it even though they know it's a trap thinking that maybe if we just charge ahead as hard as we possibly can will win and then they don't and it's incredibly depressing the entire time and the ending's kind of ambiguous where you they might have all gotten together and been okay but they killed multiple gods they might have actually killed a forest spirit you're not sure uh the sequence when the forest spirit loses its head is just if you were a young child it would be like watching the nothing in Neverending Story and just being terrified oh, to your it's core. It's so much scarier than the nothing. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just like this blob of darkness coming at you. It's destroying everything in its path. And it's just like, all you need to do is give back its head, which is just an allegory of stop raping the earth of its resources. Just stop and everything will be better. <laughs> 
And just, that's the entire message of the movie. And it's really open-ended in the way at the end where you don't know if a lady... Uh, crap, I didn't even talk the about her character. The woman who runs... Irontown. Irontown. I am requiring too much help in this episode. I'm sorry. Lady Iboshi, whether or not she learned her lessons or not. Uh, my first question yeah. is why it has Gillian Anderson, Claire Danes, Minnie Driver, and Billy Bob Thornton on the cover. Well, that's because what? that's the dubbed version, the Americans. They got a bunch of like huge names. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Miyazaki well, still does that. The Miyazaki movies usually have the best voice dubbing cast. Mm-hmm. Like, the they thing, do a very good job. The thing about yes. Princess Mononoke, yeah. which I didn't bring into, is after we had Akira and Ghost in the Shell and everyone had their cool cyberpunk phase in the 90s, anime really kind of fell off America's radar. Yeah. Uh, and then this movie came mm-hmm. out. Um, it was the most successful movie in 1997 in Japan, and it made the most money until Titanic came out, and then Titanic kicked it down. But it took Titanic to kick this movie down yeah. in Japan. Uh, and so they brought it over to America. And, it, I mean, at the time, it was only, you know, it, it got noticed. It didn't get an amazing applause. I mean, it got a theater run. It got a theater I, yeah, run, which yeah. a lot of them don't. It was yeah. considered for awards. And it yeah. did. It was one of the ones that did really, really well on DVD rentals, and mm. it it kind of opened the door for things like Spirited Away and Paprika and such to come into American lives. And well, just yeah, Miyazaki Studio, still definitely gets theater. Yeah, yeah. Studio Ghibli wasn't really even a household name in America until this movie came out. Yeah. I still don't think it's necessarily a household name, but people know. But it. Yeah. in the, in the yeah. way that something from Japan, a production yes, company absolutely. from Japan, becomes yeah. a household name, this movie made it happen. So my to. To condemn this movie a little bit, condemn seems like a strong word. But my 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 biggest thing with conservatives it is, aren't that bad. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> my, They're my, just killing everything yeah. to do. Be like, no, we need make more iron because it gets us money. That's not the conservatives. My, not coal okay, mines. I'm going. Okay, my biggest problem with this movie is that uh, Miyazaki, God bless him, he he is a very much a positive person. He can see a lot of negativity in the world and want to comment on it, but he's also very much into being positive and uplifting and mm-hmm. quirky and whimsical and all that's great on the movie's aspect but it leads to this movie that gives you no payoff like there's no Mm -hmm. ramifications for anyone in this movie all these people who do these horrible things throughout the entire thing at the end of it they're just like oh hey go find ashitaka for me i need to go tell him thanks like i feel a lot better now uh uh, lady eboshi loses her arm yeah but she's totally cool with that she has no problems with that she at the end of it she just wants to thank ashitaka for going oh i guess you were right about the whole forest thing tis but a a scratch and fucking like uh billy bob thornton's character i forget his actual name he's the guy who started the whole thing he started the whole like we need to go kill the forest spirit because my boss says if i do it he can become immortal and then i'll be great the end of the movie is like well i guess i quit i just can't fight with these forest people nobody does shit to him Hmm. he just quits and goes you guys win bye well we only see like the like 10 minutes post Post battle sequence, which everyone is always at the end of a se- battle like that, is always has that little settle time. I'm sure there's sure. ramifications afterwards. Everyone's uh, it just did not feel cooling like that down from the adrenaline. I did not. I did not feel like that was coming at all. Because Ashitaka is so everyone is cool, man. Like you. Could, like if Ashitaka had like a bull in every Ashitaka's scene, Ashitaka's not a hippie. He's totally. A he's hippie. not a hippie. He's, he's a he's a warrior hippie, but he's definitely just yeah. like, hey, he, man, just love everyone. He he's, just yells it from far away. Instead of just, just being like, trying no. to make sure that everyone's okay. He's yeah, not that's a hippie. A, that's so hit. Just like everyone just, hey man, just respect the trees and respect the people. But he just says it from far away going, yeah, do it! Because <laughs> <laughs> every line in his movie is screamed. <laughs> like, 
Scream. Where are the walls? <laughs> They're right next to you. Our okay, thanks. Brian, our neighbors hate you right now. Uh, they always hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole movie. Like he's standing right next to people, going, "I want the trees to feel better." Yeah, toast. <laughs> Guess what? That is like, like the liberals and the conservatives. Like, Calm down, yeah. Ashitaka. You're going to lose We're your voice. We're always screaming at each other. I mean, that's the only way you can get anyone to listen sometimes. But no one listens to him. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess if he's just standing there ripping his hair out the whole movie, like, I've been screaming at everyone and no one's listening, I'd, I'd buy it a little bit more. But. <laughs> so maybe that's Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And it even has like the whole thing at the end of the movie, like doing the whole action sequence. It was like, we need to get over there. And the guy's like, I can't swim. He's like, walk across the bottom. And it's like, that wouldn't work either. But. <laughs> It's very motivational. Yes. It's like you can do it. He is very like. I, I mean, think and I do Taco it. would be a great motivational speaker. No, he'd be so no, loud. No, he'd be so good. He'd really get his things across. Living in a van down by the river. <laughs> but that—that that is my biggest problem with the movies. I—I I, I don't like that there's no ramifications for anyone except for the forest. The only person who gets fucked over in this whole thing so, are the okay. people that are so trying not is, to fuck over. So it is like it is like Congress. And then is, uh, yeah, the I mean. forest is the American people. Yeah. So why do I want to? I don't want to watch the real world yeah. that depressingly in my escapism Miyazaki <laughs> fantasy but whimsical this is movie. Beautiful. Yeah. If I, I want mean, to watch that. Beautiful movie. Watch my neighbor's daughter. The part when yeah. <laughs> you if you've never seen it, the part when the spirit god or the, the forest spirit comes out the first time and heals Ashitaka from uh, his uh, abdomen wound is magical like it's quiet it's serene it's it glows on the screen like the introduction it's such it's so gentle which is a lot of the things in these movies aren't very gentle and it's has the cure is totally gentle (laughs) (laughs) that's the longest movie at the table is it as boring as the other ones (laughs) no it's not boring By boring, I mean slow. All right, I'm just gonna attribute the, well, all yeah. of your. I mean, all, all of them are kind of slow and boring. Okay. Why? <laughs> I don't know because I want to. I didn't look at my penis it's go. Not. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like because it's. I think that's it. It's got the most female characters on the board. That's a good closing argument. <laughs> Last but not least, Qua- John, your Qua- timer has started with huh? paprika. All right. Yeah, you have the lead, but. <laughs> yeah. Are, like, are, you guys, are you guys quality? quite finished? <laughs> go 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 go. <laughs> Um, so my movie is Paprika, and it is about uh, sharing dreams. And the plot is that therapists have a way to uh, share dreams with their patients to get the root of what's bo- bothering them, kind of solve their issues, work it through. And so the, the most popular of those is a, is a sprite named uh, Paprika. And so she helps this. She's te- a therapist? Yeah, yeah. So okay. there's a person who got kind of a, a dream alter ego named Paprika. So she helps... Okay. She helps uh, people, and it starts with her helping this police detective uh, who's having some trouble. He's always in this long hallway with a victim, and he's trying to chase this person, who the perpetrator. He can never quite seem to catch him, and it it bothers him so much. And in the beginning, there's this interesting thing where they kind of dream hop and kind of deal with all these things. Cause he's got versions of himself coming after him. He's suddenly in uh, the, a James Bond movie, and he's suddenly like he's crossing into these other movies, and it's uh i think what's fascinating about this is the way it actually plays with uh, american pop culture it communicates with it where everything is like we're bringing anime over what i found interesting was this one is actually like talking to you know american movies it was talking to american cinema and has a a fun dialogue the um thing that i love about it you know because all these movies have this message 
this kind of either they raise a question or they have a, an idea and i like that this is kind of a weird uh, allegory for growing up and even down to the very end of the movie after all this craziness happens the last line is one adult please <laughs> and it's like the movie is that he's going to see is called kids dreaming so it really plays around with dreams and cinema and all that sort of thing in a way that really works for me. The, the very opening, I think, is probably the strongest thing in this movie versus the other movies in that it plays with visual trickery. So the Paprika, since she's in dreams, she can bounce around. There's a scene where, I mean, she's driving by a, 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 work tr- a truck with a, a logo on it with a girl on a rocket. She becomes that girl on the rocket and flies out. She's in a restaurant and is getting kind of <laughs> propositioned by some random dudes. And you see her kind of feigning interest, but then all her reflections in the glass behind her are all her different reactions. And they're leaving. They're, they're having none of it. So she escapes and jumps into a guy's shirt that has a picture of just somebody standing there. So she jumps into that, and now we're in a new frame. So like this movie plays with framing, animation, and filmmaking. And it does so in a very interesting way. Uh, and just the idea of dreams as not such like the main plot has this device called the DC mini that allows you to go into the dreams, but it's more so about that dreams are a shared space and that you can like jump into it. You, it like the main plot is that someone gets a hold of this DC mini and starts hacking the other dreams. He starts spreading into the other dreams and that's part of the central mystery, which is interesting and you know, it's fine. But what's I think kind of cool about that is that it becomes more heady. Like as the dream starts invading everyone else, like there's this thought of like uh, shared consciousness going on. It, it's kind of depicted by this ongoing parade, this parade of craziness, and it's even got some wacky things. Like there, there are there is a scene in this dream parade where a bunch of schoolgirls with cell phone heads walk up and they're like, ah, they lift their skirt and they're, they're dudes with cell phone faces and they take the upskirt shot. Like <laughs> it's playing with a lot of these visual things and tropes and kind of twisting them and subverting them in interesting ways. But it's very whimsical, too. There's a, a scene, like, they're being chased by a giant, I'm not sure if it's right, a geisha doll, but like a giant doll that's screeching at them, tearing through the building. And so their way of escape is jumping through the TV, and then on the other side, they're jumping out of the uh, newscaster's camera. And it's a very, it's a visual treat. The whole movie is this visual treat, but it's playing with dreams and almost this struggle to grow up. And I think that... What caught me when watching this was just that very aspect. It's like, there's a lot of creepy, painful imagery. That it's a lot of strife and struggle. And even the detective, in his own way, goes through it. And he, dis- he discovers that, uh, you know, it wasn't really a, a person who was murdered that he was shooting. He-, he's- he lost a friendship over time, and his friend died. And, like, he was the scene he was playing it in over his head was actually a movie he shot because he loved movies. And he couldn't quite figure it out. All these dreams had, like these movie references and here he wanted to be a filmmaker hmm. but he had such a that so much of that packed away and there's this theme of loss or you know i, I, I don't know what study is but men tend to let relationships lap, lapse mm-hmm. and go away like you just stop being friends you just it just goes away and you kind of forget what you had and i just like that it all kind of culminates into him growing up and i i, I love it it is my favorite out of the bunch out of the bunch and I can't stop thinking about it. Which so you, you have seen all these? Yeah. And this one, uh, can you tell me more about the, the cultural impact and the relevance of the growing up themes and the themes of the movie? Well, I, a part of my, a lot of my issue today with like nostalgia leading the way is a lot of my frustration can stem from that, that it feels like we are, um, stunted is too harsh of a word, but we're still very 
pulled into this idea that we just want what we remembered. We want that magic back. And it becomes like just repetition, this lullaby. And it feels like, it feels like we're at war with it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that imagery that feels familiar. You're, you're dancing between safe imagery, stuff that you remember, stuff that feels good, but then it twists and becomes grotesque. Mm-hmm. Like it manifests in the the villain in this giant Titan-esque monster that just, he is nightmare. And like all these elements start to come together and fuse. And, you know, it becomes hard to tell what's real and what's not. But it also, it's hard to tell what you're what you like because it's just what you remember mm-hmm. so like is it a space movie that is you know guardians of the galaxy do you like that or is it something that you just like how that made you feel and you're wrestling with that and i just like that extra element that i'm chomping at the bit here how do you go? guys yeah. not yeah. shit on john all the time okay. you let him go wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, i'm just trying to be polite and letting yeah. him go Why the end of this, mo- <laughs> this movie is fu- the end of this movie is fucking terrible and i i love this movie i love this movie the ending is fucking horrible i mean it, it's the the curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal like <laughs> the beginning of the movie is like mm. here's this guy who is so clearly the bad guy mm-hmm. and then at the end of the movie they reveal that he's the bad guy everyone's like what chairman no way you're the bad <laughs> yeah. guy and it's like come the fuck on <laughs> and that's like it's so annoying for me because the rest of this movie's so good mm. that the ending is being as bad as it is ruins the entire experience yeah and then you actually visually watch <laughs> A the main character get raped physically oh, and yeah. psychically. Yeah, like psychically raped. Like the way he pushes his hand. And like he could have like he rips her out of the paprika persona. Uh. And the way that he does it is by jamming his fist into her crotch. Uh. Like and yeah. then like it's ripping. Traumatic. Like, it's yeah. it's brutal. And mm. the thing is, I mean, like, it's it, meant to be. I'm sure it yeah. is. And that's I mean that is Satoshi Khan over and over and over. I mean that is he he pushes your boundaries. And that's why I love Satoshi Khan more than Miyazaki, which I know is kind of. A hard thing to say in a lot of crowds, but he does amazing things or did amazing things. Uh, R.I.P. Buddy. Um, and this was his swan song, which was really very sad. But it's mm. the 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 long and short of it is that like all of his movies, uh, out of all of them, I, I honestly think this might be the visually his best, but it's story and thematically his worst. Like, Didn't you pick this for John? Uh, John said he hadn't seen it, and I blame this movie for not <laughs> liking. Uh, I blame this movie for my severe hate of Christopher Nolan. Because this came out before oh, really? Inception, and then watching this, and then watching Inception is like, no, 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 that's how you do dreams. Yeah. What yeah. is this Paprika bullshit? Paprika is better yeah. than yeah. Interesting. Inception. It is, um, it is extremely visual, but oh, I yeah. agree. It's it like is, the plot kind of gives it. Oh, yeah. The movie visually is one of the best. It's one of the best animes ever made. I can't argue with it. And that. it's like, hand-drawn. Yeah, and it's still, just, still hand-drawn. Oh, yeah. Whatever, two, 2006 or yeah, 2007. Just unbelievably beautiful movie. And it is. he's right. It just crackles off the screen. It's so great. But I just wasn't I, ready for like that amount of energy that I got yeah, in the very beginning. I was yeah. I was taken back. Yeah, it's all there, and that's why I recommend this movie to everybody. But when it comes to the movies on the table, while you'll see all of ours in the top ten and his sometimes either like nine or ten or out of the top ten, it's because of that ending. Yeah. And uh, it's the ending one of those is movies, so weak. And it's one of those movies that is advertised uh, inappropriately. Where when mm. you look at the stuff for it, like the cover or any of the trailers or whatnot, you'd be like, this is a great movie to watch with family and friends. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then you get to the ending and you're like, go get the kids out of here. <laughs> yeah. 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 They they really pitch it like it's going to be a party. Like, yeah. check it out. How much it's fun so is it in dreams? And and even, like, even, the, <gasps> even the DVD menu is like, what is this parade thing? And music's like, yeah. I wasn't expecting, oh my God. Yeah. Like, the it, music it, too. Like, even the trailer is like, I think, I think with those elements, I do agree that those are weak. And I feel like if it didn't have that tag <clears throat> that tag with the detective the stuff mm-hmm. kind of post that plot um it would have 
been a lot like hard. It would have been a lot harder for me to get into. Yeah. So instead, I'm remembering just that last moment, that last moment and the opening moment. Like, See, and the last moment for me how just much time ring, do we have it, left in the it, uh, it okay. rings false for me against the rest of the movie because it really it puts more importance on him for the movie when mm-hmm. I I still don't think it's his story. It is the woman's story. It's both her and Paprika and her learning she doesn't need to be Paprika and she needs to be her own person. Yeah. And by giving him the last beat, I think robs her of yeah. what she deserved for the ending of that film. The, totally. That definitely. And there's also a decent amount of fat shaming in this movie. Uh, I don't think that was fat shaming because the fact that she grows to love him in the end, oh, there's fat shaming in the beginning. Despite his she fat. realizes that she was wrong for fat shaming him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, 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 I like totally forgot about that. Yeah, friendship. yeah. And that, I, that's, and I, she learns that she was wrong. I think that's no. I, there is definitely, I know that, yeah. but before that, yeah, there is definitely fat shaming. But I think that's kind of like her growing up and realizing that she's like, no, I need to love people for who they are. Because if I want people to love me for who I am, I need to let do the same for them. Yeah. So there, there's some. But that's unbel- a lesson yeah. that is easily overshadowed by yeah. the other things. Oh yeah, there's yeah. some really great things in here. But for me, it's just those little moments at the end. Why why this didn't win or wasn't even nominated for best animated feature? Like there's those are those issues. No. Well, that and because they're not going to nominate it at the Oscars because they don't want the kids to go watch it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Satoshi Khan. <laughs> All right, so I have uh, some final notes here. I'm just going to go back around the table and talk about everything. It sounds like Paprika is uh, visually amazing, mm. still hand drawn, uh, really fun in playing with dreams and uh, those thematics. It sounds like Princess Mononoke is has a really good message about uh, the Earth and the environment. Um, unfortunately, I'm really turned off by this super huge American cast, as I always am in anime. Then don't watch it dubbed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's very the simple. Front of the box, you know, uh, which yeah. is to sell boxes. Uh, Ghost in the Shell uh, sounds like a super awesome deep uh, sci-fi about um, you know the questioning humanity and and what is human and how AI and and uh, the brain is gonna play together in the future, which are themes that I love. Yeah, we might have just spoiled that movie, the new one coming out for everyone who listens to our show. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they haven't seen Ghost in the Shell by now. Really? I well, mean, I mean, the people who skip that and are going to see the Scarlett Johansson one yeah. just got a really rude awakening. <laughs> we don't know how much I, they changed it. I That's don't true. know the fidelity yeah, yeah, of yeah. this to that. So, uh, Kira sounds like an amazing piece of artwork as well as far as uh, kind of classic anime and kind of the, the pioneer of, of the styles of like these super huge epic powery battles, which is kind of one of the things that still turned me off about it. But you did manage to kind of uh, calm my fears about it. And you don't like superpower battles? I think they get overdone. But, but uh, you love Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, and they're way overdone in all Marvel, too. Okay. But um, the, the, the fact of the matter at the end of the day is that uh, you guys all were able to come up with kind of some negatives about most people's movies um, and, and really hit on the endings a lot. And it doesn't sound like many of them did it well. Sounds like Akira overall was the best anime. Boom shakalaka. Wait, <laughs> what? I cut oh, it off with 30 seconds left where no surprise. one could shit on Akira. So, yep. I mean, <laughs> yep. Brian's the only one who didn't have to defend his ending. That's true, because it's got a great ending. Because I was asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. I you you should have said that when we were arguing about Akira. <laughs> you said it after the timer I mean, was done. All cards oh, on the it. table. I knew Akira was going to win. I mean, I think anyone listening Akira. today goes, well, yeah, it's Akira. <laughs> right. Except me. I have no idea. I've never seen about anime. Of well, yeah. like, yeah, when we pick it in our, our, our group chat, I'm like, well, that one's got my vote if I were judge. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It was like, it was when, uh, when Ryan said we we're gonna, we were trying to stay away from just like all picking the same director, because right. my, my gut choice was Perfect Blue by Satoshi Khan, which is arguably one of my favorite movies of all time. 
not just anime related, just movies. If you want to um, see the American adaptation, Black Swan. Yeah. Ah. Um, but the movie's just fantastic. But when he said that, I'm like, all right, well, fuck it, I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, this sounds like uh, all every movie at the table is far and away worth watching and better than our our usual battle. This was a fun. Oh, this was choices. a fun oh, thing. Yeah. To oh yeah. For. I mean, my my uh, my bashing of the end of Paprika aside, like the movie is still. Phenomenal. Oh, you should definitely see it. I'm oh, still like I, I, I want to watch all of it. It's our get, job to bash, so yeah, we have to yeah, bash. Yeah. I can't get it out of my head. That's yeah, the that's the biggest thing I've been trying to wrestle with. Like, oh, I can't that soundtrack stop. is going to stay in your oh. head. <laughs> oh yeah. I oh, used to listen to that sound. Oh, the soundtrack of Paprika. That I used to listen to that on repeat on the train in Chicago. I told you that Cowboy Bebop is the only anime I'll ever watch, and you didn't mention the soundtrack. Well, I think Cowboy Bebop still wins the soundtrack thing. So of course. But even if you had left that one on the table, I still want to pick the movie. The movie isn't my favorite. No, that's why I was like, "That's the hard oh, thing." Oh, why didn't you the, pick out? I was like, "Well, the movie, movie is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. It's just not." If I, we were if we were to do series, I would still pick Ghost in the Shell. See, Cowboy yeah, Bebop the movie was... is like New Game Plus. You're like, yeah. uh, okay, what <laughs> what more can you get? It's like yeah. a, it's again, it's more Bebop. Okay, yeah. fine. I mean, I like more Bebop. A little B to your Bob. Yeah. I didn't think we yeah. were specific with sticking to movies either. We weren't going to, and then yeah. it just kind of became easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's very difficult to talk about an entire series yeah. of any anime, especially but I, I like, like FML or something. That's Dude, I like I like these. If you want to do a whole years. podcast on Inuyasha, Ball. I am there. <laughs> I like Pokemon. That in this yeah. battle and uh, some other ones, you really want to watch all these ones. Yeah, like me these too. are yeah. these were great to watch, and I loved watching every and, one of them. And it, that's why it was hard to kind of shit on each of these. Yeah, because yeah. it was just like. I was able to forgive almost all these shortcomings in certain areas, and I was like, I don't care. This they're such a visual treat, and they're all strong on thematics in a way that anime is amazing for. Yeah, yeah. And, and and honestly, like even though we did just tell you basically everything in all these movies, I can tell you just based on the artistic value alone, they're all still totally worth watching. Like even if you know the ending of Paprika's a little subpar. Like I might have even oversold a little bit. Hey, if anything, uh, we saved some people from you? watching it with their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, true. That's uh, like going to see Yarvis because you really liked uh, What Does the Fox Say? And then realizing yeah. all their other music is like, oh, no. Yeah, I, I yeah. lent that movie to a friend of mine at work, which is why we didn't have it on the table today. And he's like, oh, can I watch it with my kids? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no I, was, yeah. uh, I was definitely not expecting that in Paprika. So I was very much like a, oh, my God. Yeah, when you, look at, when you look at the advertising of that movie and it says, rated R. Wait, what? <laughs> well, I was like, oh, okay, fine. Some strong visual. Oh, that's. Really strong. 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 Yeah, ooh. Um, okay, but as much as we can sit here and talk about the movies we just talked about all day, uh, we need to bring this thing to a close. So I will finish up with a very quick round of plugs. Uh, you can find us at athpod.com, uh, ath underscore podcast on Twitter, ath podcast everywhere else in the world. Email us at athpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought of today's episode. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We've done a new one. Uh, we have a Twitch channel now. Yep. Oh, we also do have a Twitch, Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash ath podcast. Yeah, we don't have a lot of stuff on there right now. We right. do have we have the thing that Graham shot for us last time, which is us running the San Francisco Marathon <laughs> in Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. I think all of 10 people have watched it so yeah, far. Yeah. But I actually think it's pretty fun. Uh, I'm gonna start I've watched it like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we have uh, John. Did a whole video of him creating our Beauty and the Beast banner, which yeah. was a lot of fun. And I'm um, too bad the comments didn't save because all I did was log on to make fun of his. I think work. They, <laughs> they, I think they do. You, I think you might have put enough on there because um, they have chat replay. Yeah, which, I just oh, it's okay, a lot yeah. of uh, boo, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then just oh, oh hey Brian, <laughs> and, I, and I would have I would have done it for our Power Rangers episode, but the, at the same time, Jandy, my wife was playing Mass Effect Andromeda, and it was loud. Yeah. So I didn't want to be spoilerific while I was doing something else, so there I just go. kept That's that one to myself. I'll probably do more of it though. It yeah. was fun. It was fun to just draw for an audience yeah. of one. So and then today, <laughs> right after we're done recording this, we're doing our next thing, which is a let's play. Of watching Ryan do so good at Demon Souls. Oh wait, <laughs> I've Ryan's never played the one before. that's playing. Ryan yeah. is the one that's oh, I'm way more interested in sticking around now. <laughs> uh, I I might step in for him if he requires it or asks it to move the plot forward oh, a should, little bit. Should we um, lay out nah, all of our pillows in front of Ryan and be like, oh choose God. your screaming pillow? I, I only have one PS3 <laughs> controller left. If he breaks his well, PS3 controller, I'll be no, very but, upset. No, I was he, about to ask if you have bubble wrap. Pillow, and then we have the other big pillows to put around the floor around. Yeah. Him, so okay. when he we wants can, to inevitably throw his controller. We can Do you have a this? pillow that can go over your television? Right. <laughs> Clear pillow. Yeah. This is going to be good. We can, uh, we can give him lifelines. Life you, yeah. you get one one use of Brian, one use of John. Yeah. Oh, you can use a Chewy as well. It won't go well. But yeah. I'm, I'm just going to stand here. in the corner laughing at him the whole time. <laughs> What's this gaping hole? I'm going to jump into oh, it. Boy. The thing on the ground told me there's pre- treasure ahead. Hey, hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. You died again. Jump on their heads, Ryan. Uh, jump on their heads. Uh, jump on their heads. <laughs> okay, so with that, I'm going to say thanks again to you. thanks again to Graham for coming out for this one. Oh yes, and bye, bye. bye. bye.